are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Yes, thank you so much for joining us for The Mom Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Ms. Shannon, always so happy to join you and hopefully just give you a little chance to breathe. Like all those things throughout the week, you're like, I meant to Google it. And I didn't. <laughs> and now I'm still staying up at night. You know, mm-hmm. we help alleviate some of that stress, courtesy yeah. of our rotating panel of experts that comes in and edutains you. We give you great information <laughs> that we do it in an ed, you know, ed, we educate you in an entertaining manner. So don't worry, it's not going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so helping us today, my good friend from Sheridan and Dulas, Deanne Dulas, attorney extraordinaire. Hello oh. and welcome to the show again. Well, hello and welcome to you. Uh, <laughs> I have to say this. Uh, it is an honor to be in studio with you today. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who have not uh, seen it yet, uh, Miss Shannon has been recognized as the best stand-up comedian in the Twin Cities uh, by City Pages. Shannon, um, you get one of these. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Thank you, Miss. my good friend Holly Roberts and my good friend Deanne Dulas. I appreciate you. It was a happy week. It was a surprise. I did not know that uh, that was coming, so I appreciate it. So thank you very well, much. Well, I mean, for anyone who hasn't read it, you should go to the 2020 Best of the Twin Cities list on City Pages and read the whole article she is an amazing human multi-talented i i just cannot gush enough about her if you haven't seen comedy through the chaos on youtube or any of her podcasts you need to check it out she is extraordinary and multi-talented i i just could not be any happier for you (laughs) thank you very much it was a happy tears week it was one of those you know and i think that right now a lot of what we're doing is that every emotion is a little bubbly Mm -hmm. more to the surface yeah and i'm not always a happy tears person but this now (laughs) thanks to all of the additional stressors that we have going on i'm like i have become a happy tears person so i will i thank you very much for bringing that this is my joy uh for this week (laughs) and i could not have been happier uh, to see you recognized in this way. You're Aww. extraordinary. Thank you to both of you. And, you know, another show that I'm really proud of is, of course, what we do here on The Mom Show. And because I do think that we provide a really good resource mm-hmm. for people out there. And, and all of you, all of our partners that we have come in on, on and all of our experts that come in, and, and especially you and uh, Jeff Sheridan, your partner, I think have been giving some really great information for what people are going through day to day right now. with everything going on with the pandemic mm-hmm. and everything up in the air and nobody really knowing what normal is anymore right. or whether we're going to make it back to the old normal yes. or when, uh, you know, it's really good to try to keep on top of those changing things in our environment to know that there is still things out there that we can do to help fix problems that you're having. Right. And we always encourage you to be part of the mom show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And we are going to cover some great information today. I do want to remind you that Deanne is an amazing attorney and this information may sound like it applies to you, but this is not specific legal advice. Uh, This is general information and we answer common questions. Mm -hmm. We do encourage you if you have specific questions or concerns that you should make an appointment and talk with an attorney. Yeah. If this, if any of this applies to you if this is the things that are keeping you up at night wondering Mm -hmm. about them call an attorney call us we're happy to talk to you we offer free consultations and all of those sleepless nights that you've had worrying about these things might be things that we can solve 
in a straightforward manner without having to kind of unleash the next thing out of Pandora's box. Exactly. And in general, that's what we do here at The Mom Show is we give you that good place to start, Mm -hmm. like that foundation level of information where you can go, all right, this is how I can follow up or I know I'm not alone or it's not me. Or I think a lot Mm -hmm. of times the information that you provide, Deanne, is uh, that... Well, I I had this misinformation, mm-hmm. so I was paralyzed. Yeah. So I didn't think I would I, I couldn't get out of this. There was nothing. There's no recourse. Mm-hmm. So we just didn't even start. Right. And when you get stuck, when you get paralyzed by the fear of not knowing or by believing something that isn't true, it's all encompassing. It paralyzes every component. It isolates you even more than our current circumstances out there right. are isolating everyone. And so information is power. This is one of those times where instead of relying on what you think you know to be true, it is always sound advice to go and talk to somebody right. and just make sure. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times people come in and meet with me or they used to come in and meet with me, sorry. <laughs> now um, we'll do a virtual now call. Now we do virtual calls call. mm-hmm. and phone calls. Um, but even over the phone, you can hear that stress in right. people's voices. And that relief when I say, you know you know what, I'm not sure how you learned that. That's not how it works. Right. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Um, we're going to talk today about some of those things that are coming up now for people um, that this situation we're in with the pandemic has really created. Right. Um, and it's adding a whole nother level of stress that one, we've never had to deal with as a society before. Two, uh, you've never dealt with it as an individual before. And three, we've all kind of got our training wheels on. Right. But there are still things in the system that help us move forward through those issues. And Deanne, I was uh, I was uh, encouraged when you sent me this outline of what we were going to talk about. And I was talking about this to, uh, with our producer, Holly, before we started the show today. And about one of the things that we've learned during all of this chaos is that we are not good at pivoting um, mm. just as a society. Like it's been very difficult on people. Yeah. And, you know, some of us are in that, OK, let's try and figure out how we navigate the reality that we're in and some people are still in that well let's just wait it out and Mm -hmm. get back to what we were and so if you're in a co-parenting situation and you don't have like-minded parents oh yeah i'm sure that that is just exacerbating all of these problems right now and you and especially when you brought up the the stress and the struggles that is not when you make your best co-parenting decisions, no. I'm sure. No, when you're when you're already stressed out, when you're worried about survival, when you're mm-hmm. I mean, literally financial survival, the survival of your family, worried about people getting ill. And we're not talking about a single individual. We're talking about everybody in your family. Exactly. Right. And the world has turned upside down. You may have lost your job. Your the parent of the your child may have lost their job. Mm-hmm. You may be married. You may be single. You may be living with family. There is any number of problems related to child support and school attendance and parenting time that have emerged out of nowhere, but are very real problems for people. Right. Well, when you are having your initial conversations with people, can you say a particular series of buckets that you're getting when people are calling about these co-parenting issues? Yeah. Okay. We're we're talking a lot about child support. Okay. We are talking a lot about school attendance Mm -hmm. and we're talking about parenting time. Right. Do I need to continue to send my child back and forth to the other home if I don't know what they're doing to make sure my child is staying safe. Right. Um, Had a few clients where that was an issue because Mm -hmm. they had their own underlying health issues and really couldn't risk it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a broad and wide difference between parents who will cooperate through that situation 
and parents who won't. Right, right. Well, let's start with that particular bucket then. And as we, since we are still technically in summer break, and we know that yeah. we just got some information um, about what transitioning back to school. Why don't we wrap up and we'll move into that later during the show. All right. Um, Cause good. I have lots of questions about that as well. Cause I'm like, ugh, complex. So yes. if you're in that situation and we're like, okay, this was the schedule that mm-hmm. we had. How is the best way to adult through what we're dealing with right now? So if you're talking about scheduling, the best way to adult through it is to try to have a conversation first with the other parent. Okay. Have that conversation See if you can find common grounds and common goals. Mm-hmm. It is very easy to fight about the things that you disagree about. Right. But if you start the conversation saying, okay, let's let's figure out what we both agree to and right. approach it from goals. Right. Mm-hmm. We both want to keep our child safe. Right. We both want to keep our child healthy. We both want to keep our child moving forward in school. Mm-hmm. And you can focus on that goal process You can sometimes then have a conversation focused on the common goals as opposed to starting with your different ideas of how to get there. Right. So So you don't start with the farthest away. You start with the closest. You start with the closest and you acknowledge those things out loud. Mm -hmm. I know we both love this child. I know we both care about what's doing best. If you if you can focus on those things and find that commonality, it is a it feels like a small difference in a conversation, but it actually creates this bond between the two of you. Like, right. yeah, we're both in a terrible situation, but we both have these same goals. Yes. Now let's talk about that. So trying to restructure yourself as a team again, instead yes. of going, we're competing. Right. Right. And it's that teamwork where you have to out loud acknowledge the issues that the other parent is facing and open yourself up to that from your perspective that really makes a difference in that conversation. If that's not working, though, now mm-hmm. we've got to bring ourselves back into a place where we're having conversations with, do we go to mediation? Do we have a court order? What does that court order tell us we're supposed to do? And do we have to go in and talk to a judge? Right. Because um, the court buildings may be closed, but courts are still open. Okay. So mm-hmm. there are ways of moving through that and, right. and trying to get us to that next point. Well, let's continue this conversation. We can also talk about the child support issues and eventually what it's going to look like when we go back to school, when we cover this, when we get back. Is that okay, Deanne? Yeah, that sounds awesome. We also can take your questions. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas here on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Miss Shannon here with my good friend and attorney extraordinaire, Deanne Dulas from uh, Sheridan and Dulas. And I say that because you really are like the OG as far as like, here's how you become an attorney. It's not, I know a couple of those attorneys that were like, hey, I already had a degree and I just figured I was going to become an attorney. And they're not really attorneys. Like you, yeah. you know, started at this firm as a as a, a paralegal, like an assistant way back in the day. Um, I was 16 and I started as a file clerk. There you go. And you're like, this is where I'm staying. And yeah. so <laughs> talk yeah. about really like building your knowledge base in a field. Right. You know, I did those uh, those uh, years between when I was became a lawyer and when I started when I was 16. Um, really, I like to count those as... <laughs> <laughs> legal experience years. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to count those as right. legal experience years, but there it is absolutely invaluable the amount of 
uh, knowledge you learn just by osmosis, being around it, understanding it, watching other people do the work. Um, it really gives you that experience that doesn't show up on a resume. Right. And a lot of your the way that you do your practice is also based from a, a psychological standpoint of working with your clients and yeah. knowing that background of what can I do to assuage all of the drama that mm-hmm. might be going on that's making this worse. Yeah, well, drama doesn't make anything better. Mm-hmm. And understanding the psychology behind what motivates everybody in the moment helps us to really get to a better answer. Because right. sometimes people fight about numbers and labels because they think that's what you're supposed to do. Right. right? We, You could not put a television show on that showed people getting along well. <laughs> no, you're we, right. <laughs> we are trained as a society to believe that every part of this process is a fight right and a nasty fight Mm -hmm. right we don't know we have never learned how to do it a different way right just no one talks about Mm -hmm. that if they've got that mojo going then they're like yeah we're good we wouldn't have a show like divorce court if it was (laughs) if it wasn't just explosions and fireworks right i hate her she said this he said that Right. If I could get into the high schools and create a curriculum where we could even for a quarter talk about what these things mean and do so that we don't end up with all these misunderstandings, we could really reduce a lot of the conflict that happens in family court. Right. But because I've not been given that authority yet, (laughs) uh, nobody at the school board's calling me up asking me to do this. If anyone would like to start a change.org petition for Deanne Dulas, that is exactly what you should put on it. Yeah, that would would do a lot of good. But so when we when we are stuck in a situation where everybody is already at a heightened level of stress. Right. Everything is stressful. Going to the grocery store is stressful. Exactly. Now we're having to make these decisions and move forward with these complicated issues with somebody who is hostile to us. Mm-hmm. It makes the process even harder. Right. Because I think a lot of what you say is that people are they are discouraged to even start the process because they've already in their head decided what the other person is going to say, yeah. what the response is going to be. Yeah, they've, they've already uh, dealt with that in a way that they have decided there's no point. Mm-hmm. Nothing good can happen. They're just going to make this really difficult. I just don't have that energy for that right now. And that on top of all the other factors that are going on right now really put people in a situation where if there's a time to really look at some of these things, now might be the time to look right. at them and to fix those things. Uh, the Minnesota law on, on divorce is is really thick. When I started, it was about, and this is when I started as an actual lawyer, not <laughs> when I was clerk. 16. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, it was about, I don't know, maybe a centimeter thick, maybe mm-hmm. half an inch. Yes. And now the statute book is about two inches thick. Wow, okay. So there's lots of laws out there that teach us uh, what we do when there's a fight. Mm-hmm. But there's really not a lot of laws that teach us how to avoid the fight, how right. to have that conversation. And so now when we've got all of this energy going on, all of this negative energy and all this stress Now, trying to teach people that there's a better way of moving forward is even harder. Well, one of the things that I'm sure we are having uh, a lot of conversations about, and hopefully they're not becoming fights, is what we're doing with child support now. I mean, financial, you know, there are so many financial stressors in general out there. Yeah. Of course, this is going to be one of those ones that doesn't take much fuel to cause a fire. Right. This one is is front and center for most people out there right now. Mm-hmm. Some people may have lost a job. They're 
uh, the parent of the child may have lost a job. Right. The unemployment benefits that they were receiving from the federal government, that extra $600 a week is going away. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the fact that it might have actually been helpful to people to be unemployed, that they actually made more money unemployed than they did working. Right. Is insane. Right. But now we're back in a situation where their only income might be unemployment if they're lucky. Right. We have to deal with uh, the new normal of not being able to put kids in childcare mm-hmm. uh, or limitations, maybe having to homeschool kids, right? having to shift hours, having to deal with uh, a loss of job and loss of health insurance. Mm-hmm. Those are all big issues that have to be dealt with now. Right. Well, when you are sitting there going, all right, how, because normally when we've talked about child support before, you talked about the complex equation and mechanism is how that is decided. Yeah. Um, And in general, it doesn't sound like that was one of those things that turned quickly. Like if you had a change in employment, what was the normal process of how would I get my child support adjusted based upon this change in employment? So if you had a change in employment, um, you would have to bring a motion either in the expedited process or uh, through the court process in district court to have that adjusted. And the factors that we're dealing with now that would justify that adjustment are the exact same factors that we're dealing with now. Okay. So right. we start by looking at gross income. Gross mm-hmm. income is our pre-tax income. Right. Has that changed significantly for you or for the other side? Right. That's that's one. We look at whether or not either of you have non-joint children living with you. Okay. That's a factor. We then add the two gross incomes together after mm-hmm. we make a small subtraction for a non-joint child and we apply it to this chart. Okay. And that chart's going to figure out what the total child support obligation is between two parents. Then we apply a percentage of however your income adjusts. So let's say one of you makes 60000 and the other one makes 30000 the 60,000 person has two thirds of the income and the other one has one third. Right. So that that combined child support amount is divided 66 to 33 percent. But then we get into the big problem. <laughs> right. Right. So we already have hit some of the factors that are going on right now for people because of the job loss situation. Exactly. But now we've got parenting time changes mm-hmm. and the parenting time adjustment for how we calculate child support is really important. And it's very complex. Yes. When I look at it, and this is a, I'm an English major in college. And so when I look at this, and it is a very clearly a, ge- a geometry program, problem. Yes. There are lots of A's and variables and other things that are in this whole there's, thing. There's a lot of, right. a, a lot of algebra in this yes, one. Yes, exactly. So we're talking about, when we talk about parenting time under the new formula, went in place on August 1st of uh, 2018. Okay. Um, we're looking at the number of overnights that you have with your child, which is what we used to do, right? Mm-hmm. But we're also really actively talking about overnight equivalents. Okay. Right? So what's an overnight equivalent? Well, let's say that you have your child until 7 p.m. on a Sunday, and then the other party has them overnight. Right. Right. Under the old way of doing this, we'd really focus only on those overnights. Mm-hmm. But you had that child all day. Right. You fed them three meals. Mm-hmm. That could be something you can argue is an overnight equivalent. Okay. Okay. Same thing with now your child's not going to school. 
So you're a homeschool teacher. You're a homeschool teacher. You're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They might be going to the other parent. They're not going to school. They're using up your extra toilet paper. All things are going up. All those things are going Mm -hmm. up. That is now in a situation where we could be looking at that as an overnight equivalent. Okay. And anytime it's down to the exact number of days or overnights or overnight equivalents, any shift in that time can shift the formula. Okay. Right. And it's meant to really help us recognize what the real costs of parenting are, which is a tremendous bonus as opposed to just slapping on these labels and applying percentages. Right. Real cost of parenting. Mm -hmm. But most child support orders since this went into effect in 2018 still look at the old way of doing it, still apply these very broad strokes. That may be to your advantage, or it could be to your real disadvantage right. that it's calculated that way. And so if you're finding that you've lost your job, you're staying home, your income has gone down, uh, all of those are factors that mean that the amount might change. Well, do we need to go into that deeper when we come back to you? Yeah, let's do it a little bit more, and mm-hmm. then we'll move into the school issue. We'll also take your calls. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas here on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. We always encourage you to go to the website. Again, that's MyTalk1071.com. Use the keyword Mom Show. And you can always go find Deanne and her team because you have a variety of attorneys yeah. at Sheridan and Dulas, which I think is, you know, it's easy to have that. Make this first phone call. Go to this website this first time and yeah. they will help you go. What's the next question? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what we try to do. Um, we've got four different lawyers. We all do something slightly different. And what we do is we try to get you to the right person right. to help you with your situation so that, you know, we're not just trying to apply a one size fits all to anybody that we're really trying to help you as right. an individual with your problem. Right. And sometimes you're going, I'm not even sure what the problem is. I just know it's a problem. Yeah. So being able to just ramble the story to someone mm-hmm. that can then help you unravel yeah. what is the core. Right, and this. you shouldn't self-censor either, right? right? Because you may have taken things and say, oh, I know that's not a big deal. But to a lawyer, some of the things that are going on in your head or that are going on in your life are a big deal. Exactly. And you might not even recognize that there's something better out there. Some- I'm so glad you said it that way because you just get desensitized in yeah. your life, you know, where you mm-hmm. go, okay, it or it's been worse so the fact that now it's better doesn't remind you that I'm like, but it could be, this is still a problem. This is still a problem, right? Right. This is still a problem. Every time we've talked about domestic violence, even if it hasn't been in the last week, it is still a problem. Right. When we talk about financial inequity, even if it's not bad right now, it is still a problem. Right. There are things that we can do to help alleviate those issues for you. All right. And we always encourage you to go to their website as well. That's SSDPA.com. SSDPA.com or their phone number is 651-686-8800. We'll make sure that's on the Mom Show page as well. Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. You're of course. And so back to, I call it geometry. It's actually algebra. That tells you how bad I am in math. So no, I mean, I, you, use, you use algebra and geometry too. <laughs> okay. I promise, right? The Those are the classes. Pythagorean theorem is exactly. all. Exactly. Yes, okay. Those are the ones that I barely made it through in college. <laughs> Real talk. So 
So when we are doing that, um, that equation and we're mm-hmm. dealing with child support issues. Yeah. That seems like a good place to go. I need to call somebody. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The formula is a, a lot more complicated than it used to be. The good news is, is there's actually a child support calculator that's available online. Right. But it's not the easiest thing to figure out. It makes a big difference exactly which buttons and which toggles you hit to be able to get an accurate number. So right. you can go on and look at that on yourself. And, and certainly a lawyer would do that as well to see if you've met the criteria for a modification. Yes. Uh, first, before you do anything, because the, the last thing you want to do is just hire someone who's going to help you bring a motion. And they knew from the beginning that it wasn't going to do anything for exactly. you. Exactly. So but they got paid. Right. Right. Those are the that's why lawyers have a bad, bad rap. rap. Right. right. Those bad guys exist. Yeah. And uh, it does. It's another one of those things that we encourage you to make a couple of phone calls sometimes yeah. and go. That's what I'm going to spend my time doing is making sure it's someone that I have a rapport with or mm-hmm. communicates to me the way that I need to be communicated with. Yes. And I add that into my uh, pile of. I've got a guy. I should mm-hmm. say I got a person, but you just sound, it just sounds weird. Yeah. Really, I got a guy. Okay. And so knowing that I'm like, Deanne's my guy if I have this kind of question. Yes. Or, you know, you have to have a mechanic, you have to have yes, an you electrician, have have you have to have a person that you go, I know that this should cost money. I just want to make sure that I'm spending my money wisely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it goes without saying, you shouldn't have to try to find a lawyer that will tell you the truth. Exactly. But sometimes you got to find a lawyer that'll tell you the truth. Right. And if there's nothing that can be done, or if moving forward right now isn't the right time, you haven't met the criteria to change child support, you need someone to tell you, yeah, no, this mm-hmm. Don't waste your money. Right. We, we can do it, but you'd just be wasting your money on me. This is slightly an aside um, because we're, if you when we were talking about um, parenting time in those days. So let's say that you and your ex and I'll use myself as an example. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not in a child support situation, which my old attorney suggested that I did. Yeah, I should. I just chose not to. That yeah. was my decision. I don't want anybody to think that I did. A, <laughs> right. <laughs> that I did not get advice. I just suspected that it wasn't necessary um, right. in my scenario. But we have personally like internally adjusted our parenting schedule because it makes sense for both of us with our work and you know for the health and safety of our child this is the discussion discussion that we thought made sense for our Mm -hmm. group if we didn't do that with the assistance of an attorney if we just said okay here's an air handshake we're going to change the schedule to this to that if you were in that scenario out in the wild but you also were in a child support scenario are you shooting yourself in the foot by not having a paper trail you should, that. you should have a paper trail. Okay. You should absolutely have a paper trail. And if you're shifting that on parenting time, you should also have the conversation about child support. Right. Sometimes there's that hesitation that once I do that again, Pandora's box, we're going to exactly. let everything out. But it makes sense because the factors that we use to modify child support include anything that creates a substantial change in circumstance, making the prior award unfair and unreasonable. Right. So if you shifted to a week on week off, mm-hmm. that could be a situation where the other parent who is paying you more says, well, he's here or she's here more. Right. OK, I, maybe I shouldn't pay you as much child support. Right. And you know what? The way the law is written, if there's a change in income for either of you, if there's a change in parenting time for either of you, if there's a change in your living expenses, all of those are the grounds to come in. Right. And the the factor here is if the change in these factors creates an adjustment in child support that's at least $75 a month or 20% of the award, whichever is larger, okay. the court's going to modify that support award. All right. So if that's not your intention, 
you you might be shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Right. So you really need to be thinking about these things holistically. And it can be recognizing that the other parent is taking more time because mm-hmm. if if you need time to be able to do your job and right. this works better to keep the child safe, it might make sense. Right. But if that's what we're doing, then we create a document that says we're shifting parenting time and it's temporary mm-hmm. and we aren't going to use this as grounds for changing how child support is calculated. So if it's temporary, is it that it might just take longer to move everything around than right. it would even be Right. Necessary to do it. Okay. Right. You know, if you've lost your job, but you think you're going to go back in two months, there's mm-hmm. really no point in bringing a child support motion. Right. right? It, but if parenting time is shifting and we know it's going to be shifted for the foreseeable future, but we don't know how long that foreseeable future is, you just build in some ability to come back to it and not let that create any precedent for you. Okay. Right. This might be a necessary evil because of the pandemic and Mm -hmm. everything that's going on worldwide, but it may not be that good long-term plan if and when we get on the backside of all of this. Right. Okay. That completely makes sense because you also want to be able to prepare for the future. So if it's something that's you're settling into, you Mm -hmm. want to be able to paper trail that because things aren't retroactive, right? Right. No, if you modify child support, um, uh, together as an agreement, you want to put that in writing because it only goes by the date of that court order. If you're bringing a motion and you say, well, I've been having all this extra parenting time for the last six months, right? Um, the court's going to say, no, it can mm-hmm. only be prospective. We can't look at the last six months. We can only look going forward. Gotcha. All right. Well, that makes sense. And I think that it's also good to go it when are you what are you going to expend your energy on is going okay well let's look towards the future and what the plan is for the future so that's probably good for people as well yeah i mean it's good to be thinking about the future it's also good to be really pragmatic about thinking about the present Mm -hmm. right nobody is going to do better by fighting over a single overnight in this situation we really need to look at everybody's ability to parent everybody's income and if you're unemployed, I'm very sorry, but that right. unemployment income is still going to count towards your child support, even right. though it's a fraction of what you were getting before. Um, all of those factors come into play. So mm-hmm. we're making an agreement that's pragmatic to get through now. Right. But we're also have an eye towards the future. Right. And if it makes you feel any better and it might be very, very uh Uh, low on the scale of there's so many things going on. Nothing's going to make me feel better. We're still setting this up to benefit your child. Yes. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you can just stay in that, that headspace. Hopefully that makes things feel more freeing and not in a competitive thing with your ex. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you're receiving any County benefits, through like uh, food stamps or medical assistance, the county can also help you with this process. Oh, good. You might be on a waiting list, um, but they can also assist because they have now become a party to your uh, court proceeding. Congratulations. Right. (laughs) And so they have to sign off on any modification order that deals with child support if you're receiving those benefits. Right. Well, we have a couple more minutes, and so why don't we make sure we get the last to sum this up before we move on to the final segment where we talk about school attendance and those choices. So some of the things that you really need to remember uh, is that, uh, again, child support modification can't be made retroactive. The only one that can is child care. Okay. So if your ex has been paying you for child care and they've not been attending child care, they could use that to ask for a credit back okay. because they've overpaid you. That's mm-hmm. the only one you can do retro. Um Seek out the assistance of the child support calculator and have someone help you with that to make sure you're putting the information in right. Right. Right now, the calculator allows you to have a a space where you put in exactly the number of days. Mm -hmm. But if your order doesn't have the number of days, which most orders don't, 
you're going to still be stuck under the old formula. So okay. we might be modifying that as well. Um, if you're getting assistance, the county can assist you. Uh, if you're in district court, you're still going to make a court appearance. There, okay. You're still going to be bound by all the rules of court. Uh, but you might be making a video appearance. Right. Been doing that an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've got an order that has the number of days specifically in it, you can also uh, take advantage of the expedited process which allows you to do that through a much faster, quicker system that gets you an answer much more quickly than going through district court. Which is exactly what we want. We want people to be able to go through this process with as much speed and ease as is prudent. Always. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. that's why we can have that conversation as well about talking to the other side, being pragmatic and having that conversation because we can do it through court order or we can create a stipulation in an order right. that the judge signs that everybody's good with without having to have the fight. Well, this is great information. If we covered any of that too quickly for you, we always encourage you to listen back to the podcastable version of The Mom Show. You can always find that on our website. And we will be right back with Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas. We've been talking about some of the additional challenges that we have with the mm-hmm. co-parenting situations post uh, the onset of COVID-19 here in the U.S. and specifically here in Minnesota. So we do have time. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 651-641-1071. So I, I thought we should wrap this wrap up with this segment where we're talking about school attendance because we yeah. did have this recent announcement. And again, another complex announcement for all of those mm-hmm. things. We you know, starting with the variety of distance learning plans, yes. you know, knowing that we kind of have to do it county by county mm-hmm. and meet these guidelines before we go back, unless you're a very specific type of essential worker mm-hmm. that the schools will provide those services for you. So it's a lot. Oh, it's you a know, lot. and probably, you know, there's a happy, sad moment out there for a lot of parents where we're mm-hmm. going, OK, we were hoping that we would have had a better outcome and things might be different, but there's also a lot of parents that are probably like, for safety's sake, I'm glad I don't have to deal with it. So there's yes. all those of swirl of emotions for everybody out there right now. We know right. there's people on every side. And, and and the swirl of emotion is real. Uh, and I am personally, my emotion is I am just so happy my kids are older. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. am so lucky that they are self-sufficient at home. Mm-hmm. But that's my kids, right. right? I don't know what I would do if they were four or five years old right mm-hmm. now. It puts you in a really tough situation. Right. And I know just, just from my particular perspective, because I'm a parent in the special needs community, we have a lot of other challenges that mm-hmm. we're going, how does this make sense? So we understand and we empathize with everyone out there. There is a lot going a on lot. as far as parents are, you know, uh, you know, how we're going to do what's the best decision for our family right now. Right. And and it's and there's not a lot of clear answers out there. Right. right. If someone could tell you it was an algebra problem mm-hmm. or it was a geometry exactly. problem. And there's a right answer. Right. Let's do it. Let's get that done. But there isn't. And so when we deal with parents who may have different opinions about how to handle that and different availability right. to actually create that reality Uh, It puts us in a really terrible situation. Right. So where are we telling people to start? And I know that this might be a we might have to come back to this and have a whole show once we get into the school Mm -hmm. school year specifically. 
So uh, the issue of school attendance Mm -hmm. uh, is an issue of legal custody. Okay. We don't talk about legal custody very much, right? Right. It's not very sexy. It's not exciting Mm -hmm. because it's every time you write a permission slip. Right. That's legal custody. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we're dealing with a situation where we're now using legal custody to create a, a resolution. And there is very little law out there about legal custody. Okay. So, and there may be a difference for every family out there yes. where you might have legal and physical custody. You might have legal custody and then they have a visitation, you know, problem, right. you know, uh, process. There's a lot of different mechanisms that's involved in that, right? Right. So, okay. if you have a court order and you went through a dissolution proceeding, almost all divorces, probably 90%, end up with joint legal custody. Mm-hmm. It means the two of you are going to have to work together. But there are some really big exceptions to that Okay, um, that I think we just cover really quickly here. Mm-hmm. If you're a married couple right now right. and you have a disagreement about what's going to happen with your child, the court really can't help you. Okay. Right? All right. There is no place for the court to assist you if you're married and you disagree. Okay. You can talk to a child psychologist. You can talk to your child's doctor. Mm -hmm. You can speak with your own doctors. But the court is not going to give you an avenue to come in unless somebody starts a legal proceeding. Okay. So that is some bad news for married couples out there. Mm Mm-hmm. If you are divorced, you want to look at your divorce decree and you want to look at that designation to see if it's sole legal custody or joint legal custody. Okay. If it's sole legal custody, then that is the person who gets to decide what's going to happen in the school issue. Right. Right. That's the person who's empowered to do it. If Mm -hmm. it's joint, you're going to have to work together and we're going to talk about ways to do that. Okay. If you are non-married parents. Okay. And no court action has started. Mm -hmm. Mom gets to decide. Okay. Mom is the only person who has legal custody. Dad has not been given legal custody. Even if dad signed a recognition of parentage and is on the birth certificate, mom decides. Okay. All right. If you are non-married parents and there has been a paternity or custody action, you're going to be just like a divorced family. Go back and look at your uh, final court order. See what it says about the designation of legal custody. Okay. That will control. Whoever has sole custody decides. If you have joint, you have to decide together. Together. Okay. So factors that you should really be considering in this, and and really there is no right answer, but you need to be talking about the health of the child, right? health of siblings, whether they're biological or not, if they're living in the house, we need to be thoughtful of that, health of parents, safety protocols being in place, the reliability of parents to be able to enforce those safety protocols. Okay. We also need to think about the reality of whether or not a parent can be home during the day to provide school for that small child. Right. Right. If you're five or six years old, you can't go to work and just say, hey, do your homework while I'm gone. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. So we really need to get pragmatic about what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what the studies are showing us is that 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 responsibility is falling disproportionately on women. Right. That even in married couples, men are asserting this uh, desire to be the ones that still work. Yes. And women are the ones in a position to be losing their jobs or quitting their jobs to stay home and take care of the children. Right. And I think that's just us acknowledging the the basically patriarchal society that we live in as Americans. And so, you know, we get it and it might be just because of the skill set that we have. You know, I know in our particular skill set, you know, in our relationship, it just makes sense that I'm mostly homeschool mom and I'm very fortunate that I 
was able to pivot right. and be able to work from home. But it is unfortunate that a lot of women who were very accomplished in whatever they were doing and also, yes. you know, could do these things are that's the decision that we're, you know, we're that is being put upon us right now. Right. And you're probably like, OK, I'm cool. You know, I want to make sure that my child has the best thing. But mm-hmm. I think it's fair to acknowledge that that's going to be a big adjustment for a lot of families. Right. And especially if you have now given up your job because you mm-hmm. are in a situation where you're the one who is staying home. Right. Uh, to be able to take care of the kids during the day because there isn't reliable child care. There isn't uh, in-person school and you need to be able to keep your child or yourself safe. That's that's a situation where we need to get in and do something about that financial structure. Right. That is too much. And so if you've got uh, some very clear boundaries on educational assistance, Mm -hmm. that might answer your question for you. But if none of that works and you've talked to teachers in the school district and the doctors for all of these folks and you still have a dispute, uh, the court system still offers some remedies to you. So, again, we're going to go back to that court order if we have one, and we're going to be looking at whether or not there's been a provision included that says we have to mediate any dis- uh, disagreements that we have first. Okay. If you don't know a mediator, you don't know how to find a mediator, it's really important that you find a good mediator. Okay. And so I'm this not- goes back to there's a process. And there's they, and a They process. are not all created equal necessarily for your particular Exactly, Uh, exactly. There is a, if you go online and you type in Minnesota Rule 114, you'll come up with a PDF list of all of the Rule 114 neutrals who have been uh, given authority to make decisions. It'll provide their name, their address, their experience, what types of mediation they do. Um, You can find someone who's close to you. You don't have to. And and the list is long. Okay. Right. The list is very long. And that person can act as a neutral, not as your attorney, to assist the two of you in reaching an agreement. Okay. If that doesn't work, now we're stuck looking at other options. Right. There are other mediator types that are called early neutral evaluators who Mm -hmm. can also assist. It's a slightly different process where they become much more engaged in providing their opinion to you. Um, and maybe you need that. Maybe right. you need somebody who does not have any interest in the the disagreement to come in as a neutral and say and look at all the information on both sides right. and say this. Right. Okay. You know, and that's like going to a judge, except the neutral. That's not a binding decision, but it might be enough to inform and educate you about what you want to do so that you guys can move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. And then last, if not least, um, you would be in front of a judge on a motion. Okay. We're running short on time. Right. The rules require that this be a 21 day notice period. Uh, so you'd have to serve a motion, have at least 21 days and get a, a date before a court right. and ask the judge to make the decision as quickly as possible. So with the timing for the show we have right now, that might put you in the situation of starting with a particular plan yeah. and then maybe changing it if you're not happy with that plan at the beginning and hoping that that's an option. Right, exactly. And even if that you start in one mode because you can't get an agreement and can't get into the court right away, the court will still have the authority to step in later and change that up. Well, in general, we always want to remind people that uh, we hope that this was helpful. It was a good foundation for you. But we encourage you, seek the advice of an attorney. They're not the scary people. We'll no. get some answers some answers for you. Yes, and a big congratulations again to you, Ms. Shannon. Thank you so much, Deanne. We always encourage you to uh, get a hold of Deanne and her team over at Sheridan and Dulas. It's ssdpa.com. 651-686-8800 is the number. And you can always find them on our website, mytalk1071.com. Keyword, mom. All right. Thank you.